Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Today, we have on with us Danielle Robey. She is a TV host, a journalist, an interviewer, and the host of her new podcast, Pretty Smart, which we're already obsessed with. How many episodes in are you now? Tomorrow, 15 drops. (laughs) She is killing it. She's already had a million amazing guests. We'll get into the podcast a little bit later, but Danielle, thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have you. I'm the excited one. I feel like part of the reason I started Pretty Smart was I wanted to create a community of women who have something to say. Mm -hmm. And when I found you guys over email and then listened to the pod, I was like, these ladies have something to say. So I'm very honored to be a part of your podcast. Oh my God. That means so much to us. Women like you and so many people that we've gotten to meet over the show, like have just changed our lives, especially in this time in our twenties when things are so crazy. The twenties need a rebrand, don't they? That's what we're trying to do here. <laughs> Your twenties are, I just turned 30. And when I turned 30, everyone was like, are you nervous? Cause like, it's kind of a big, like a big birthday. And I was like, honestly, goodbye twenties. Like you were wonderful, but you were very hard. Like I am happy to step into my thirties. And that's why we need you here. And that's why we need this show because you need to tell us all the wisdom that you have now (laughs) so that we like don't drown in everything that's happening. I'm with you. I'll try and all the things that I screwed up, I'll tell you about in case they help you. (laughs) Thank God. So before we get into that, Danielle, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from. And I know you just said you just turned 30. So we already have that one covered. Yeah. So I grew up in Chicago, born and raised, um, very proud Chicagoan. Like I feel like my, maybe my uh, fashion sense has evolved since I moved to LA, but like my heart and my values are very much Chicago. And I always want wanted to move to LA. Like I would watch TV and be like, I want to be in the TV. How do I be in the TV? (laughs) So when I got to college, I started interning at local news stations. I worked at the NBC station in Madison, Wisconsin, the Fox station there. And then when graduation was approaching, I looked at my parents and I was like, I think the internet is going to be a thing. And my dad was like, the internet, like, isn't YouTube where crazy Britney Spears fans go? Like, you're not going to work on YouTube. What does that even mean? I remember YouTube, like, at the birth of, like, when it was such a baby and no one knew what YouTube was. And it was all just, like, weird videos. Yeah, it was, like, the that guy who was, like, save Britney. Yes. And that's what my dad thought I wanted to do. I was, like, no, no, no. I want to be a journalist. And he was, like, okay, it's your life. Um, so I booked a one-way ticket. And my grandparents' friends let me live in their garage for free because I had no money. I had like, I think $2,000 saved from odd jobs in college. Anybody moving, I would suggest that you save more money than that. <laughs> so 
tip number one. Tip number one. Yeah. Um, but I lived in a garage and I was just so excited to be there that it didn't bother me. I started doing red carpets for free and no one would answer any of my emails. And so I started sending people cookies and flowers and plants and I would write them like letters that was like, hi, nice to meet you. Um, you know, like if anybody ever drops out last minute, I'd love to be considered. Here's my email. Here's my number. And they would email me and be like, uh, Thanks for the cookies, Danielle. We don't have anything at the moment, but we'll keep you in mind. And so sure, I was a little creepy, but then I had their email addresses because at that time it was way harder to find them online. So, and then we had like a correspondence going. And so actually several months later, one of those people that I had sent cookies to reached out and said, our host dropped out. We have a red carpet in two hours. Can you make it? And I was like, yes. And I rushed home and I showered and I put on makeup and like such a dorky dress looking back and I got to the red carpet and Simon Cowell gave me an exclusive which I owe him so much because he was like really that exclusive got me my first paid gig and from there on out I started working and doing more red carpets and trying to network and then I got a job at Clever TV which was like a digital media agency not an agency like a digital media network and everything kind of took off from there. I then worked at Entertainment Tonight Online and NBC, and I did a morning show in Chicago and then quit my job, moved back to LA, which is a whole nother story we can get into. My God. Um, but I don't want to bore you. So yeah. No, not boring at all. Honestly, really inspiring because I feel like a lot of us are afraid to like ask for opportunities sometimes out of fear of that maybe other people will think we're not ready yet or out of fear of being rejected Um, especially when it's something that we really, really want. So it's funny because I feel like Julia and I, through this process of connecting with people like you, have been learning a lot about how much it means to like know your worth and know what you're capable of, even when those little doubts get in the way, because the way that we reflect our belief in ourselves and what we can do, it just shines to other people. You know, like I feel like there's a lot of people we've had an opportunity luckily to connect with because we believe so deeply in, you know, being able to rebrand your 20s um, and really, yeah, rewrite kind of that narrative about all of that. So with getting into a field like this, sometimes it can be brutal, at least from what we may have a perspective on. So did you have moments where you wanted to give up and in those moments, like how did you choose to keep going or any like tools or resources you used during that time? You know, it's so funny. I still do. Um, and someone asked me the other day, um, you know, look, now that you've found some success and looking back and I was like, no, no, I'm not successful. <laughs> like, that's I term like what what is the definition of that right like I think I still sometimes wake up and I'm like should I get a real job but like this is a real job you know but like but the doubt creeps in to this day I have moments I have to tell you my number one rule for this is don't quit take a nap because I've noticed that the doubts creep in most often when I'm tired yes that is so true it's, it's a like weird that, thing it's like that thing like before you're going to sleep like you're about to go to bed you've been tired all day your head hits the pillow and you have anxiety about like everything you could ever have anxiety about in your whole life and you're like why am I doing this okay I'm just tired like I just need to go to sleep being tired is <laughs> and I say that like such a Chicagoan tired being tired is truly like that's the thing that's the number one thing that I think about I'm like am I exhausted if so take a nap and then reevaluate. If I'm not tired and I'm feeling something else, what am I feeling? 
Mm -hmm. Um, I'll try and sweat for me. That's like such a, people say it like go for a walk. Like I need some outdoor air and I need my endorphins. So I, I really try and work out even if it's like 10 minutes just to like get my body feeling better. And then honestly, other people's stories. When I'm sad, I listen to other podcasts. I read other books. I feel in, that's like part of the reason I, I'm guessing you guys wanted to start this. For me, I started my podcast because I gained so much comfort in other people's voices and stories that I'm like, I want to do that for people. Yeah, absolutely. It makes such a difference, honestly. Like I think, you know, our whole mission here is to make people feel less alone. And through the vulnerability that we get to hear from people, especially, I think it's easy to look at anyone that you now see and define them as successful. Again, whatever that means. And to hear them being like, no, girl, like I still run into roadblocks. I still have mental blocks. And here are the things that I do to deal with those things. I think it just normalizes so much of those feelings. And like you said, giving ourselves the opportunity to actually rest. And that doesn't mean giving up. It doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean, you know, you're not strong enough, all these things. And I really think we can internalize that differently. So, so much of the time. I think sleep is the secret of superheroes. I love it. You know, but there's that thing, like, especially I feel like nowadays with the hustle culture, like we can blame ourselves so much for being like, I'm tired. Like, I think even I sometimes like get down on myself for feeling tired. Like, like, why can't, why don't, why can't you do this? Like, why can't you focus today? Like, you know, because we have such this like hustle culture mentality, Mm -hmm. but I think it's really powerful to hear like, you do need to sleep. Like sometimes you do just need to rest. Sometimes you really are just tired. Yeah, totally. And I, you know, I, I used to work in like a more corporate environment. And so I would be tired and not be able to rest. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard when you're in an office and you're like, I would be so much more productive if I could nap for 20 minutes. (laughs) That's why, that's why work from home is actually like really good for a lot of people. I think so. But going off of back to your story, when you were, you know, sending out the cookies or giving out the cards, trying, 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 and facing what kind of is like rejection, like not getting that right away. How, how was that for you? Like dealing with the rejection? How did you deal with that in those moments? How did you not like let that like rejection spiral stop you from Mm -hmm. pursuing this dream? I had this blind naivete. Like I moved to LA and I was like, like, why am I not on E? Like I'm, I'm good at, you know, like I had this blind faith in myself, which I actually think is really important to have no matter what industry you go into. Always have humility, know that you have so much to learn, but also know that you have something to contribute and know what that is. Because if you just feel like here I am, but like, I was like, no, I, here's the things I can contribute X, Y, and Z. Like, I think that I ask meaningful questions. I get people to warm up quickly. I know how, you know, like I was like, I know how to do a red carpet. That's a skill set that like most people don't like. They like to be in studio. I'm like, I know how to do this. So know the specific things that you bring to the table. And then, I mean, it sounds cliche, but like, why do you want to do this? You know, like you know your why, you figure out the how and the what, because I was like, no one was going to, like, I was on a mission. No one was going to stop me. So it didn't even feel like rejection, to be honest. Like it was almost like, whoo, whoo, next. Like, yes. It wasn't like it, it wasn't a match. Cool. What's next? You know? 
Absolutely. Yeah. That's so powerful. We talk so much about like purpose on this podcast, because I think it's something that through your twenties can shift or you can learn more about Um, just because maybe you go for people that do choose to go to college. Like you go to college for one reason and maybe it's exactly what you thought you'd do. And maybe it's the total opposite, but um, a big piece of what I think is a beautiful thing about your twenties is if you're intentional about it and know you have the ability to find your purpose and get clear on what that is, it makes the path so much I don't know if easier is the word, but just more clear as to which steps you can take. And I love that you said like, just what's next that you, you would be willing to do anything because I think that energy is so clear when people really believe in what they're doing. It's almost like when you get there, you're not surprised because you knew you were going to get there all along because you were going to be relentless every step of the way, even when it got hard. And I think I you love- could- oh, sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, I really, I think you could just feel that energy from people. And it's like, it's, it's a very attractive thing. I'm so with you. And I love what you said about um, purpose that can change. Mm -hmm. I, I do a talk sometimes like with people in college about how the detour is the destiny, because Mm -hmm. I, when I moved to LA, I thought I want to be Juliana Rancic. Like I want to be on E! News. I want to be the entertainment reporter. And years later, like 28 year old me didn't really want that anymore. And I sort of had to grieve that dream because I was like, oh my God, I just like gave up so much to get here. I gave up like spending time with friends and going out and having fun and birthdays. Like I had to like miss things because of, I gave so much to my work and was, what was this all for? And I had this freak out and I had to like sort of reconfigure and realign and be like, it's okay that 22 year old me doesn't want what 28 year old me wants. Mm-hmm. And now what does 28 year old me want? And like, let's sort of realign, which is why I think part of like, we need to rebrand our twenties because everybody says it's like the best time of your life. And like, first of all, I don't believe that at all. I feel like it keeps getting better. I just interviewed this woman who's 75, who's like, my life keeps getting better every single year. Mm-hmm. And that's how I want to live, you know? Why would you want, like someone said that to me the other day. It's like, why would you want your twenties to be the best year of your life? You have like, hopefully like 80 more years to live. Like you want that to be the pinnacle? Like, no, like the twenties can have amazing moments and be great in so many ways, but like, don't you want it to keep getting better? Keep evolving, keep, it just rang so true to me because it is a kind of this narrative that we're fed that your twenties are supposed to be this time that you're like having the most fun and doing the most things and being your hottest and being your best. And, and it's just like, I hope that I'm not, I hope that this is not my best. Like I want to keep getting better and it's good. I am so with you. I think that's such a beautiful way of looking at it. And, um, you know, I read this book called the defining decade, which is all about your twenties. We had the show. You did. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's so cool. She's unbelievable. Did she talk about how 80% of life's largest events happen before you're 35? Oh, we talked like most of the episode before about that because I read that and then I was like, oh my God, everything's <laughs> defining right now. I'm dying. I need to listen to you this episode. Listen. She's amazing. Okay, so you guys know, like it's it's important to take your 20s seriously. You don't want, like, you don't want to overlook things. You don't want to make bad decisions, but you don't have to figure everything out in your 20s. I think that was my takeaway from that book. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she talked about how, like, what you said about taking it seriously and doing the things, but doing the things doesn't mean that they're going to be the forever things, but that's what's defining about it. Exactly. So she's amazing. Like, everyone go listen to that episode. After I love this. that you had her on. That's so cool. I can never regurgitate, I I can never regurgitate her wisdom. Yeah, it's so funny because we're like, we talk about, because we actually, we hadn't, a friend had recommended the book to us and we we're like, oh my God, this book is literally everything we talk about, but with like actual research and not just like our heart to heart slash bullshit <laughs> amazing so it was so funny and then we had her on the show and we we're like oh my gosh I'm like Julia, we should write a book no but really um I think the biggest from what you really should I like that idea oh yeah right like learning about your 20s in your 20s yeah, yeah. And I think the biggest thing is like, I love that. I, I think we should use the term rebranding your twenties now. Cause I keep thinking about it and saying it out loud. Um, but I think a big, a beautiful part about our twenties that isn't really focused on is I think you can learn, like gain evidence that you can create the life that you want, that you can discover your purpose and that you can just continue to make life better and better. Because I think that people have this idea that, you know, as you get older you get married and life gets boring and your marriage gets boring like all these things get boring and that like your 20s are behind you and you have all these regrets and it's just like why can't we keep making life better and better like you guys said and I think the more people that we have on honestly especially women in their 30s it's just been a constant thing they're like I freaking love it like I don't know what people were were saying like oh you know everything goes downhill like so much hope it's the patriarchy they want us to think that I'm telling you ask any woman in her 50s she's like oh my god I'm emancipated like (laughs) it keeps getting better yeah you're free well it's so interesting because I was just gonna bring up shame because I feel like I keep coming up against this thing of like shame in your 20s because there's this you know we're fed this thing of how it's supposed to be and I love what you said before about like needing to grieve kind of the person who you thought you were gonna be and then the person yeah. who you find yourself more becoming because I, I I I truly believe in evolution and that if we're not evolving then like what are we doing but that I had to learn because I think there is a still like some deep-rooted shame in like in evolution as a young woman what do you mean by that I'm so curious as an easy example of like friends who went to college for a certain thing Mm -hmm. and then after college realized like maybe it doesn't actually make them happy maybe it's not the Mm -hmm. right path for them maybe it's not serving them and then feeling really shameful to have to pursue a different path I think part of that comes from you know you especially if it was like linked to a dream like part of that being like I've failed myself like I used to want this thing and now I don't anymore who am I I think it's like kind of an identity crisis and then The other thing is social media of like people knowing what you're doing all the time. Everyone knows you went to college for this one thing and then you have to be, and then you're doing something else. And I think it's that fear of like, oh, people think maybe I failed. Mm. It's like failure and uh, somewhat of an identity crisis when, when that. So interesting. I've always been of the mindset that we think about what other people think so much more than they actually think about us. Yeah. You know, like I had this friend in college who changed my whole opinion because we would, I lived with four other girls and the five of us would like get ready to go out and we'd be getting dressed. And everyone was like, can I wear this? How does this look? And someone would be like, but didn't you wear that last Thursday? And we would look at each other and my friend Julia would be like, everybody is so obsessed with what they're wearing. They are not going to remember what you wore last Thursday. Like nobody. A hundred percent. 
they're all obsessed with themselves. It's the same thing. If it's like you have a pimple on your face, like no one knows because they're obsessed with their own pimple on their face. <laughs> So, you know, it is the truest thing. I talk, me and Rita talk about this all the time. Like we really do ourselves way more than we way think more. about other people. Like when I get in my head about that, I'll stop and be like, who'd I think about today? Oh, only me. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's so true. And we'll even be honest, like Julie and I have a very honest relationship. So like sometimes when we'll say things like, we'll just look at each other and be like, I, in all seriousness, that never even crossed my mind, girlfriend. Like you can genuinely like that can release out of your body because that not once did that cross my mind. And it's just, it's kind of crazy how much energy we spend over something that people most likely aren't thinking. So we're suffering based on what we think they might be thinking. And it really and is it's so special to have a friendship like what you guys have. It so special. special. We're really like, it's seriously like if I think if you have one good girlfriend, yeah, like so much anxiety is released. You have so much more confidence. Like you just need one. It's so true. It really is. And we, and we talk a lot about, especially lately, like releasing friendships that don't serve you. Of course, it's hard, especially for people that are, you know, people pleasers or like to maintain relationships. But I think something we've learned more than ever, honestly, through this podcast is just how much of our world wants to like show that they're doing amazing things or, or, or whatever they think other people might believe is amazing. And for us, it's been the coolest, most connecting factor to be like, Hey, I don't have it all together. I'm figuring it out. Here's what I'm struggling with. And then here's where I'm thriving and receiving support for both. Um, and it's just made us feel less alone and it's made our relationships just so much deeper as a result of it. That's so cool. I love that. I love seeing your dynamic. You can like totally feel it. We're really lucky. (laughs) I think the biggest thing, just because you brought it up, like having one good friend, the biggest thing that Brenna and I have like learned and something I'm so grateful for is like no judgment. Mm. Like I can go to Brenda and tell her like the wildest, craziest thoughts that I'm having, like my most shame spiral anxiety rabbit hole thoughts. And, or like something that happened that I might be feeling embarrassed about. And she's just there to listen. Like, and there's, I know that maybe she'll have an opinion on it and maybe she'll share it with me, but she's not going to judge me. Mm -hmm. So cool. I love that. It's honestly really special. We're we're encouraging the friendships for everybody. No, we are. We really are. Oh, Adam. Oh, Eve. Oh, Oh, hi. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I was just fantasizing because I got a bunch of free stuff from Adam and Eve. Julia, what are you talking about? Why are you telling us this? I'm telling you this because you can get some free stuff from Adam and Eve as well. Brenda and I have been talking a ton about sex lately. And if you've been listening along, talking along, you're probably wanting some things to spice things up in the bedroom. Whether it's with a partner or just for yourself, Adam and Eve has everything you can be looking for. They've got toys. They've got vibrators. They've got lingerie. They have it all. So what you're going to do is you're going to go over to Adam and Eve. You're going to select almost any one item for 50% off. Yes, 50% off almost any one item. And then Adam and Eve is going to load on the free stuff. So you're going to put that little vibrator in your cart. You're going to enter code BELIEVE at checkout. And you're going to get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. It is getting hot in here. Plus free shipping, even hotter. So that's code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Offer code B-L-E-A-V at checkout at adamandeve.com. And go get yourself a little something spicy, a little something sexy, and enjoy.
I actually just want to say, because for anybody listening who feels like they don't have that, I think I didn't always feel like I had that. There were moments in my life where I felt like I, I didn't have that. Um, and you can build it and you can find it. And so like, I think we always think about like, how do I get a friend? And instead think about how can I be a friend? And when you put that energy there, the bond grows. Mm. It's like so counterintuitive, right? Like you're like, how can I like get good friends? And it's like, we'll just be a good friend. Yeah. No, that I'm, I'm so happy you said that seriously. Thank you. Because we, nor, we normally try to fill in the gaps with that too. We're like, oh my gosh, here we are being like, oh, we're so lucky. And then we're like, wait, if you're not feeling this way, that's okay. Or here's how to kind of navigate it. So thank you for saying that because I know, especially a lot of people in their twenties, whether it's navigating, changing friendships or releasing people that don't serve them, or maybe people they were friends with before and they moved or whatever, that navigating, creating new friendships can be a tough situation, especially yeah. over the past year, I think in 2020, because you've couldn't really go out and meet people, you know? Um, so I think that that could very well be something that a lot of people are, are experiencing. And I, I love that about putting the energy out there, because I think when we are like open to those types of opportunities and, um, and connections, it, it radiates. Totally. Oh, so important. And I'm just thinking about it too, because me and Brenna had this conversation yesterday and I had, and then also I had it with a friend on the phone after me and Brenna were having this conversation about- You're not allowed to have more friends than Brenda. What do you I'm mean? I'm sorry. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. You didn't hear that. Um, but- how like leading by example, like showing people what we want by by giving that to them is really yeah. powerful. I think there is sometimes a hesitation in that, especially in, I'm glad that you brought up about friendships, but especially in romantic relationships, like especially being a woman, sometimes you feel like, well, why do I have to lead the way? Like, but it if you, if you show up, it's like the golden rule that you learn when you're like in kindergarten, like treat others the way you want to be treated. And it's yeah. like the first thing you learn and it's funny that that we don't think to implement that into like more practical relationships in our lives that's a good point yeah definitely but anyway back back to other things I'm I'm curious Danielle what what would you say to like a woman who has now found her purpose and is in pursuit of pursuing her dreams or her goals but it's like just not happening yet like what would you Mm. do that's a really good question I think first thing to do is take stock. So like write down what, you know what? Somebody told me this one time I had a meeting and this executive producer said, you need to email five people in your life from different areas of your life that like know you from different, for different reasons and email them five questions. Like one, what do you think I'm best at? Two, what qualities do you see me leading with or like what 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 do you think that I really shine doing three do you like do you see any weaknesses any like gaps that I could be filling in four when you leave when we leave each other how do you feel like how did I how did I leave you feeling like questions like that and see what their responses are because I think that we see ourselves very differently than other people see us and If you have like some trusted people from all different areas of your life, I think you'll get some really valid, thoughtful feedback Um, because oftentimes, like some of it could be timing. If it's just not working out, just keep pounding the pavement. 
but also like, maybe we need to course correct. Maybe there's something that you're not seeing that other people see. Maybe there's a different angle. Maybe you actually could be going more niche into something, you know, like, I feel like we need to ask ourselves more questions and sort of having your own board of direct, like your personal board of directors, the way businesses have a board of directors and advisors, I think is super important. It's so smart, especially like in, in pursuing, pursuing a dream or a goal that maybe is kind of just about you. Like, like, especially with your career, like you don't necessarily have like a boss all the time or like a regular type of person that's course correcting you on your way. And we have to do that for ourselves sometimes, depending on what our career is. And it could be hard. Like it could be very hard to do just on your own. Very hard. I also think like a really good tactic that I've used is study who's doing it best. So like I'm in journalism, but this goes for any industry. I would look at Barbara Walters and Katie Couric and Bob Costas and Robin Roberts, and I would study them. How did they move their hands? How did they ask questions? How do they use their voice, the volume, like all of it. And I would study the people doing it best and look at like, how did they get to where they were? Like, what, what did they do? And your course, like your journey is never going to be the exact same as theirs, but I think you can get a lot of good pointers. And so like, if you want to be a bankruptcy attorney, like let's Google the top 10 bankruptcy attorneys. What did they do? Can you get meetings with them? Can you ask them questions? Like study the people in your industry doing it best. I think that's super important. Definitely. That's, that's incredible advice, really, because something that we, we bring up to each other is like, it's so important, you know, someone else's success, right? We keep coming back to that word does not take away from your own success or your capability of getting there. And I think that comparison in a lot of ways can feel like a, a negative thing, but I think taking learning from someone else and seeing what strengths they have and and asking yourself, who do I admire and how, what steps did this person take in order to get to where they are today? How did they gain these skills? Like all of these things. Um, And really circling back to where you said, asking yourself questions. I think sometimes we feel a lot of shame over just like not naturally knowing certain things, but how are we going to know if we've never taken the time to get clarity or ask those specific questions? And I'm just really grateful that you were so specific on what types of questions to ask either when you're in that sense, other people, just because I think a lot of times people are like, well, where do I start? What do I ask? (laughs) So confusing. Honestly, I'm, I'm producing this card deck that I was telling you about because I was like, it's 52 questions for deeper conversation. And it came up because I quit my dream job at one point. And I th- I thought it was my dream job. It ended up being terrible. I would break out into hives at lunch every day. I hated it. Wait, so wait. Tell us about this. We need to know. So I, I got this job. I left my, like a job that I liked because I got this quote unquote dream job. And within the first week I was like, oh shit. Like I hate this. And then I was like, stick it out. Well, maybe it'll get better. Instead of getting better, it got worse. I would like cry in the bathroom stall at lunch every day. And I called my mom and I was like, what do I do? Like, I don't have another job. If I quit, I'm living off my credit cards, which is scary. And also like, what if I never get another gig? Like in my line of work, like it could be your last. And she was like, I don't want to tell you what to do, but all I know is life is too short to be breaking out into hives at lunch every day. And so I quit and I had a list because I asked people questions for a living. So I had a list of like 700 questions that I would ask people like in interviews, red carpets. I would always keep like a Google doc because I could go back and refer to them and maybe use them again. And when I quit my job, I was like, I've never asked myself any of these questions. I ask people questions for a living. I've never asked myself one of these. 
So I would ask myself like five a day. And after however many months and I finished all the questions, I was like, I know myself so much better now. Like, this is wild, but I also didn't know what questions to ask. So I just like looked at this Google doc and I realized when I made this deck of cards that I'm going to come out with in a few months, like I played it with my dad to test it. And I was like, I didn't know what questions to ask him. So to like gamify it really helped like to have them there. You know what I mean? And I think so often we don't know what questions to ask ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. That's going to be such a huge guide for people. Like I, so many of our listeners, stuff like that, like say, where the heck do I start? Like, where can I be hard? Yeah. All the time. And so many of our guests talk about asking yourself the hard questions, but sometimes Mm -hmm. you're like, but what are the questions? What no, like you? literally what questions do I ask myself? I don't know. And I was like, Danielle, I know I do this for a living, figure it out and write them down for people. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited. That is so incredible. And so when you, when you did quit the job after yeah. realizing it really wasn't serving you and you started asking yourself these questions, how do I phrase this? Like what, what made you feel in that moment that you really needed to go inside? Mm. I was so unhappy and I didn't know how to get happy. Mm -hmm. I was like, I did all the things right. Like I got straight A's and I like, I I made all the right quote unquote, right decisions that said I had a lot of good decisions in front of me, you know, like that comes with privilege, but I, I didn't know how to get happy. And I was like, I got to figure out who I am because I just was working for like four years straight and like on a hamster wheel. And I was like, I got to figure out who I am, what makes me happy. I felt like my insides weren't matching my outsides. Like on Instagram, my life looked awesome. I was interviewing celebrities. I was going to cool parties. I was meeting cool people going, I lived in LA. Like it was all very cool. And I was really unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. That that's so powerful. I think a lot of people in their twenties and in all different phases of their life. But I think for the first time when people are like, I think your twenties are a time where stuff starts to get confusing because growing up, you know, if you're going to school, there's always kind of something you're working towards. And it's usually very similar to the people around you. You know, it's like, okay, you're in middle school, you're working towards getting into high school, high school, you go to college, most likely, right. Again, not everyone. And that's totally cool. Um, but you're kind of working towards something and it's kind of planned out for you to an extent. So then after, I think we start to feel like lost and confused. And I, for a lot of people, especially people that like consider themselves to be, I guess, a, a overachievers, whatever we want to call it, when you start to feel like stuck or stagnant or like you don't have a direction, mm-hmm. it's very confusing because you don't feel like you, but you don't know how to feel like you. So I just, I'm, I'm excited for people to be able to get their hands on the questions that you're going to have because it's, it's just, it makes getting to an answer, whether it's an answer you expected or didn't possible. Yeah, I think so. I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, of course. And we also, we want to definitely give you an opportunity to tell us about your show um, and tell us about what made you want to start your show. And also you can give us a little more of a scoop on, uh, on the cards. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so I was doing a morning show in Chicago and I was waking up at 2.45 AM every day and I was exhausted. <laughs> I felt jet lagged all the time. Yeah. Um, and 
I was looking, I was doing a show, but I was looking for, to do more meaningful interviews and I love books. So I read this book called Beauty Sick and the professor who wrote it is Dr. Renee Engelm. You guys know that book? I haven't read it yet, but people bring it up all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, Mary Jalkowski. I don't know if, if you know her. She's on Instagram. She's awesome. Um, and she is obsessed with that book. <laughs> she had the author. It's, on her show. it's literally life-changing. Yeah. The next book you read needs to be that. Yeah. The beginning of the book, she's the like Dr. Renee Engelm lays out a study that Esquire did where they asked women, would you rather be considered fat or hit by a truck? And 54% of women said, I'd rather be hit by a truck. And my heart sunk when I read that because I was like, oh my God, if you asked me this in high school, I would have said hit by a truck. And thankfully I had since healed that part of me. I have like a much healthier relationship with food now, but it hit me so hard. And I thought to myself, you know, the number one thing we must be in America is pretty, 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 pretty. It's like how we get all of our social capital and it's so it's for women. It's, you don't have to be pretty as a man, no, but different emphasis. Like they have to be, have a certain amount of financial success, which is definitely pressure, but it's, it's a different type of pressure that should be alleviated for sure. But ours needs to be alleviated too. And so I thought about all the pretty women in my life. And I was like, you know, they're pretty bold and pretty witty and pretty strong and pretty smart. And like, as I said it, I was like, oh my God, this is the show. I'm going to interview people who are the type of pretty that matters. Um, so I had interviewed a ton of celebrities and I was like thinking to myself, we need to stop making stupid people famous. And so I am going to interview people who are really pretty, truly pretty, pretty bold, pretty witty, pretty strong and pretty smart. And so everyone we have on the show, like truly has, I call it a love letter to women with something to say, like they have something to say. I interviewed somebody on the idea of likability. That's actually probably my favorite episode. Um, Alicia Menendez wrote a book called The Likeability Trap, another one you have to pick up or just listen to the podcast, which is super cool. I interviewed Dr. Renee Engelen about being beauty sick. We did an episode on kindness and it blew my mind. The guy was like, because I hate that term, nice guys finish last. Mm. And I was like, is there any, like, is that true? And he was like, nice guys do finish last kind people finish first because kindness requires boundaries. Niceness is out of obligation. And so I get, I only say this to say like, these are examples of like really smart, thoughtful, meaningful people who are giving me their time so that we all can learn to live better through them. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. And seriously, we've had so many people on the show who have, it's like, I want to say about 90% of the people that we've connected with on the show have had some sort of uh, struggle with body image, with food, all the things. And it's just so crazy because I wish that if we had had more of a focus on, you know, all the other things that we have to offer beyond being a body, I just think that we would have grown up so differently. We would feel so differently about ourselves. And it's definitely something that I've personally navigated and have healed myself over the past few years as well. But it's just, isn't it freeing? Oh my gosh. The most freeing thing. It's like, I'm, I'm a totally different friend, girlfriend, daughter, everything. And I'm able to show up so much more differently in my life because my headspace is focused on what I have to offer and not, you know, racing to get to a certain size or racing to get to a certain place, you know, and thinking that that's all that matters. So absolutely. Yes. And I just wish, I I just love, we love it. We love your mission because more people need to be focusing on stuff like that and having conversations like the ones you're having in their ears. Thank you, I mean, you guys have them. Just love what you said before about learning from other people. And like, I think we're so lucky 
now that we get to like hear conversations mm-hmm. with other people like we didn't have that when we were growing up and like I'm so I'm so thankful that there's shows like yours the people we get to talk to like I I think especially in this 20s time like I think me and Brendan would be very different 25 year olds had we not started this show had we not started listening to other shows that have incredible people on guiding us and it's just such it's just such a gift that it truly is have that I when I because I, I do a lot of talks at colleges and when I meet young women in college I get so excited because I think they're so much smarter than I was like they have access to so much more information they're so much more self-aware the fact that you guys are on this path of growth and evolution at 25 you're gonna be so much further ahead than me like <laughs> it's wild it's so cool you're just I, I like you make me so excited for what's to come That means so much. And that really is such a big piece of why we're doing what we're doing is because we're like, if we can learn this stuff now, like, why don't we have to wait till later or never to do these things? You know, I mean, if you don't learn it now, you're going to pick the wrong mate. (laughs) It's true. If you want a mate, if you want a partner, like you have to know yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And if we can, you know, save, I guess, our future selves and our audience from, you know, by learning all of these things now and having these conversations now. I feel like the opportunities that it opens and the ability it gives us to create a life that is actually fulfilling Um, and that we actually like and that we actually want rather than living a life that we think we should be living Mm -hmm. expected right there's so many expectations for women yep expectations and things that are just so ingrained in us that we think we should want like if we're gonna go hot down the whole Glennon Doyle spiral like it's so true of just you know Brendan and I were talking about it yesterday in terms of just like even like um being social and like going out post-pandemic and like hookup culture and like asking yourself like do I really like this or like do I think that I should like this oh yeah I went to so many parties I was so uncomfortable at in my 20s mm-hmm. that's one of my biggest regrets like stay home it's fine <laughs> amazing yeah and also if you go there and you're uncomfortable you can leave so go true. home go to Dairy Queen whatever you want to do yep. whatever oh yeah. yeah the amount of things that I've done because I feel like I should have done them and then I'm like uh, you wake up the next day and you're like I could have watched Harry Potter like why did I do that a 100% but part of being in your 20s is figuring that out for yourself because if you don't go to the parties that make you uncomfortable, you're going to always wonder what they're like. You got to go and you got to go be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Being uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, but it's powerful. Yeah. You're going to, it's so much better in your thirties. You're way less uncomfortable. I promise. Oh my God. Can't wait. <laughs> Danielle, you have been so unbelievable. This has been so much fun. We just have two little last questions for you before we let you go. Do it. If you could tell, I mean, you've already given us a million, million tips, but if you could tell 20s year old Danielle one thing, what would you tell her? Hmm. I would tell her two things. Can I say two things? Yeah. I would say continue to always bet on yourself. It's the best bet you'll ever make. And two, don't abandon yourself. Don't let a relationship, an institution, a job, any of it make you abandon yourself. 
Wow. That's so powerful. And 100% both things that people need to hear today, no matter what age they're at. And so definitely. And our last question is where can people find you? Where can they find your show? Where can they find your, your cards and your questions when they come out (laughs) all the things? Thank you. Um, I met Danielle Robay on Instagram, R-O-B-A-Y, and everything is there. Like the podcast link is there. The everything I do is on Instagram. And I just, you guys are, you have such, such beautiful spirits. I'm like so happy that we connected. I'm so grateful you reached out. And it's, it's truly things like this that make me feel like all of the tears in my twenties and all the hard stuff is worth it because um, I get to connect with people like you. So thank you for this. Oh my gosh. We are so, so (laughs) unbelievably grateful for your time and your wisdom. And this has been just like such a magical, magical hour. So thank you so, so much for coming on with us, Danielle. And everybody go be bold out there. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.